With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on Super Bowl Sunday. Oof. That uh, That's a bad loss for the Hawkeyes. Another bad loss. A season sweep at the hands of Indiana. A not great Indiana team. Um, they would be 500 Indiana team if I had just split the games with them. Uh, and uh, a Sunday that does not feel good to be a Hawkeye basketball fan and starts to kind of call in some bigger questions. Uh where will I will fall to in the rankings, having lost four or five at this point. Um, five losses in Big Ten play. We were talking that four losses may be too much to uh, have to win a Big Ten title. I think that's um, that's out the window at this point. And you don't want to go through and kind of guess on exactly what all these games are going to look like coming up, but... Iowa has a tough schedule down the stretch, and if they can't figure this out, and maybe it's just a matter of getting some rest, it would certainly help to get C.J. Frederick back on the floor. But they need to figure things out very quickly. you got a couple days now before you host Rutgers on Wednesday, and then you're at Michigan State Saturday, at Wisconsin Thursday, Penn State. You have a week off there where I'm guessing they'll try to get that Nebraska game in. And then it's Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin to end the season. Um, and, you know, it's to the point where it's hard to, you know, I, I try to defend Fran McCaffrey as much as is reasonable. Um, I didn't kill him for his minutes, uh, the, the you know, deciding not to play the bench in Thursday night's loss to Ohio State because he had played the bench so much on Tuesday night in the win over Michigan State. And my logic was, if I don't, you know, if, if he does something I don't understand and it works, and then he does something I don't understand and it doesn't work, it's hard for me to kill him uh, just based on the outcome there. But, uh, you know, obviously today um, his rule that he lives and dies by, apparently, the, the, for anybody and in any situation of sitting a guy for the entire the rest of the first half regardless of how much time is on the clock when he gets his second foul that cost Iowa today Luca Garza got two fouls in the first eight minutes of this game and had two fouls when the game ended and yet he sat for 12 minutes in the first half while Iowa watched a what 11 point lead evaporate and ultimately become a two point Indiana halftime lead um 
and you know how many timeouts when should he have called these timeouts um it's just it's super disappointing to lose a game like that yeah so Luka Garza got a foul with 12 and a half minutes left and didn't play the rest of the first half only had like 12 points until pretty late where he he got a couple of buckets they started to feed him late and uh, it kept Iowa in the game down the stretch. He played well as far as that part went, but Luka Garza did not have a very good game today. And that's the second game in a row where he hasn't been great scoring. He hasn't been great offensively. And it's this weird thing of, on one hand, we have to rely on him to have big games, to score 25 points, to do these things. Uh, but you feel like it's unfair to then kill him when he isn't able to do uh, you know, have an incredible game every time out. He was 6 of 14 from the floor. Really good from the free throw line. You know, 6 of 8. He missed one late, but overall, 6 of 8, That that's good from him. The team was good. They only missed, those are the only, I guess they missed 3, the 19 of 22 from the, from the line. That's really good. That's where they need to be. Guards had 18 points. Um, but again, just wasn't the factor offensively. Uh, that you need him to be. Joe Wieskamp had 18 points. How many of those were in the first half? He had eight rebounds as well. But he asserted himself so much in the first half and really kind of disappeared in the second half. Ended up 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 7 from three-point. Uh, he also had 18 points. Keegan Murray had a, had a nice game. He played well, uh, ultimately fouled out on a which we'll get to. But he had 10 points, six rebounds. He looked good. He played well in his, I think, third start as a freshman. Uh, in for the injured C.J. Frederick. Bohannon, j had 11 points, hit a contested three late to tie it before Indiana hit the ultimately the game-winning shot. Iowa didn't really get a shot off to try to tie or win the game at the end. Um, a bad inbounds, you know, baseball full-court pass from Connor McCaffrey off the glass, and uh, really Iowa had no chance there. Um, but Bohannon had seven rebounds, a couple of assists. He played pretty well as well. The bench guys did not play well. The bench didn't shoot well. Um, the, the bench didn't hit a shot from the floor. Five guys played. Patrick McCaffrey, Jack Nunji, Tony Perkins, Joe Toussaint, Aaron Euless. Those five guys took 12 shots, including four three-pointers, and they missed all of them. They missed all of them. <laughs> that group had 12 total, 11 total rebounds. They had two total assists. They had one steal, two blocks as a group. They had four turnovers as a group. They had five points from the free throw line as a group. That's bad for a, a bench that gave you 39 points Tuesday night to give you five points in a two-point loss here. At Indiana, it's not great. It's not great. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Clearly, C.J. Frederick being out is a huge issue for this team. Um, bigger than I even thought it was going to be. Now, I think C.J. is one of the three best players on this team, probably. Um, and when he's playing well and when he's hitting shots uh, and when he's kind of got that swagger and he's defending, he's a really, really good player and a big part of this team. That being said, I think you should be able to beat Indiana without him. Uh, if, if you're truly, I guess that's the other thing. We need to, again, re, kind of reset, recalibrate our expectations. I kind of, uh, I think, halfway did it Thursday night. Now it's time to fully do it. This isn't a Final Four team. Now maybe they can get hot. They certainly are capable of uh, having an week where they blow teams out of the water and make some sort of run. It's not out of the question. The season is far from over. But as they're playing right now, this is far from a Final Four team. Um, this is not a. This is a Sweet 16 team, and that's as hoping that they're able to kind of find their footing again here and get some big wins down the stretch and stay in the top four seeds. I mean, if this falls to like a seven seed again, if if the fade happens or continues, um. It's one of those where it's like it almost doesn't matter what they do. It's a disappointing season. I guess obviously if you get to the Elite Eight from a seven seed, it it is just fine. But um, yeah, you start to kind of wonder, okay, where is this team going to end up in the Big Ten? They're certainly not going to get one of those buys, it doesn't seem, uh, in the Big Ten tournament, if there is a Big Ten tournament. But... You just can't drop games like this if you're going to have the type of season that Iowa has expected to have, that Luka Garza came back to have, that Jordan Bohanna got two hip surgeries to have, you know, um, that we've all been expecting and excited for. Uh, this, this isn't it, not right now, and that's too bad. It sucks. It straight up sucks. Let's look at some of uh, the team stats because there, there's some really uncharacteristic things from the Hawkeyes today. Just five assists on 19 made shots. That's way below the season average and not like this offense. And I think some of that you could probably put on the lack, the loss of C.J. Frederick, but certainly not all of it. Uh, turnovers. Iowa had 11 turnovers. Now Indiana just had nine but that that's a lot for Iowa. Iowa's been really good about taking care of the ball this season, really good about limiting those turnovers. Offensive rebounds, another big issue for Iowa, as we saw uh, last week when what, was that the Illinois game, the Michigan State game. I guess it's probably all these games. 15 offensive rebounds for Indiana tonight, and they out-rebounded Iowa by eight. 15 offensive rebounds India is not a great team but you let them shoot some open shots and you let them stay in the game um, they're able to kind of do what they need to do they hit those big shots down the stretch I think that was Franklin's second made basket he was like one of nine Armand Franklin before he hit that jumper with 1.6 to go to win the game uh, but, you know, Iowa didn't play well enough. They didn't deserve to win that game. It wasn't completely Iowa's fault. There was some bad officiating. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. That final uh, foul call on Keegan Murray 
late in the second half was atrocious. Um, they missed a, a goaltend, an obvious goaltend, uh, in the first half. There was a bad call on Connor McCaffrey, a, a bad blocking, blocking call that um, pissed Fran off so much that he got a technical foul. Uh, the officiating was not great, not at all. That's not why Iowa lost, but it, it it's part of the picture, right? It, it plays into, it's part of the narrative. Uh, but it was just some ugly basketball for a, a good portion of the game. Indiana closed the first half on a 9-0 run to take a two-point lead into halftime. Like, you can't have that happen. And if you do, like, that, that's when Garza needs to be back on the floor. Uh, when your team can't find a way to score and the other team is scoring at will, you need to call a timeout and even with two fouls, put Garza back in. You know, John Miller has talked about this for a while. I've heard him talk about it a lot. I saw him tweet about it today that when you, especially with 12 minutes left, but really at any time, when you essentially foul a guy out of the first half because he has two fouls, which is what Fran McCaffrey did, you're, even if he doesn't get, I mean, the, the logic is you don't want him to get his third foul in the first half, right? You don't want him playing tentative in the second half. But even if he gets fouled out, and, and, and also to kind of extend the amount of time he's in the game, right? Uh, so, But <laughs> Garza could have fouled out with 12 minutes left in the, and still played more of the game than he ultimately played. And he only got, he didn't get another foul after that. He didn't get a foul in the second half. So I think you have to trust and maybe that maybe it's not for everybody. And that's the thing. It can't just be a hard and fast rule. I think you trust Luca Garza to play smart. It's what he does. And when the lead is evaporating, you know, and all of a sudden I'm just going through the kind of play by play here. It was a, a six point lead with three and a half minutes to go. And then that's when you know, Leo makes a three. Wieskamp made a layup. I mean, there's a little bit of back and forth here, but Trace Jackson Davis makes a dunk, another three, and all of a sudden it's a one-point game with a minute left in the first half. Um, Fran does call a timeout that, at that point, but doesn't put Luka Garza back in. Again, just 12 minutes without Luka Garza is, is too many in a close game. You could have extended that lead in the first half. I'm not sure it would have ultimately made a difference, but I would have liked to see it. Um, that one hurts, guys. That one really does. And there's going to be a lot of not fun conversation about this team now. Uh, as fun as it's been over the last few months, the hype and the expectations and the national talking heads and the seeing Iowa on the one line and all of those things, the top 10 ranking, that's all going to go away for a while. And the only way to get that back is to win some of these hard games against good teams, go on to a winning streak, figure figure out whatever's wrong, and uh, and get back into the winning column. Hopefully they can do it. All we can do as fans is, is hope for it and uh, and watch the wrestling team. Uh, wrestling beat Purdue this morning. They are uh, probably beating Ohio State right now. And Friday night is uh, the big match, the big duel at Penn State. I'm going to sit down with uh, Cody Goodwin again this week and preview that a little bit. So you got that coming. Obviously, we'll, uh, we'll be talking more about this team. Win, lose, or draw. We're, we're in this to the end, right? Uh, I appreciate you listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.
Go Hawks.